With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Hey, greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much with the trader. Known as Harry Douglas, I'm Freddie Coleman together, presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app with Sirius XM Channel 80 and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Everybody is one family, as always, they Harry, especially when it comes to Giving Tuesday. For those who don't know, it's a day when people all across the country, across this great land of ours, everybody gives back to support the organization that means the most to them and their communities all day long today on ESPN Radio. We're going to be supporting the V Foundation, so if you're able, we hope that you'll choose to join us today on Giving Tuesday. Go to v.org slash donate. That's v.org slash donate now and help support the critical work of the V Foundation for cancer research. Yeah, this is an amazing thing because when we get around this time of the year, right, Freddie, a lot of people ask me, what do I want for Christmas? I never want anything because Mm -hmm. I always want to give as much as possible. Um, I have a Christmas event coming up soon with my foundation, the Douglas Brothers Foundation. What is it? We take about 500 kids, and our biggest event is our Christmas event. Okay. And, you know, we feed families. We give them toys, bikes. We have, you know, positive energy going through uh, the event as well. So it's just something I really look forward to. It's December 23rd this year, so really looking forward to that. That's that's fantastic. How long has that been going on between you and your family involving the organization? This is the 15th year we've done it. Okay. Wow. Fantastic. 15th year. Stuff like that. See, he doesn't wait until December 23rd. Harry Doug is all about that Giving Tuesday. So is Freddie Coleman, and so can you. We want you to join us on this Giving Tuesday. Go to v.org slash donate now. That is v.org slash donate now, and you can help us support the critical work of the V Foundation for Cancer Research. It's one of our favorite, favorite days of the year. Anytime you want to be a part of our family, do that. Thanks to Dr. Pepper. Call them online. Hit us up at 888-ESPN. That is 888-729-3776. Freddie and Harry Nation on ESPN Radio, presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season or Giving Tuesday without the delicious taste of ice cold Dr. Pepper. It is the one fans deserve. So while you think about that thing, part of Giving Tuesday, make sure you don't forget about this. The main thing, the main thing. 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 The main thing with Freddie and Harry. I'm never in the business of telling people what to do. Harry, especially when A, we're all grown. And B, most people that may need some guidance, may need some advice, have a lot more money than I will ever see in one million lifetimes. But when you're David Tepper of the Carolina Panthers, not even 24 hours ago, he moves on from the second head coach in midseason in the last two years. 
Harry Douglas even said this when he got started. He said, man, I like to find a profession where if I'm not good at it, they'll pay me $30 million to go away because that's what they did to Frank Reich. Last year, he paid Matt Rule $40 million to go away. So now we got an organization. We got an NFL franchise in flux because we have an owner, David Tepper, who says, I want to exhume patience, but he has not shown it in the last couple of years regarding head coaches who he did not even give a full season to work it out. And I believe, Freddie, that's the next step step for David Tepper. You're going to have to showcase your patience when it comes to your next head coach. Mm-hmm. Because the next one you hire, you can't uh, fire him within a year, fire him within two years. Right. We understand with this football team, they're not one or two players away. There are a lot of players away right now. And there's a lot of things that this football team needs from offensive line, from skill position players. I would say more defensive players because guys can't stay healthy. So across the board, when you look at the Carolina Panthers as an organization, they have to be better across the board. But it's going to take, in my opinion, two to three years for for them to get to that point. Mm -hmm. So you have to hire a head coach with a vision, number one, that's positive for Bryce Young because he is the most important piece of this right. entire thing. You chose yeah. him number one overall. You gave a, a, a ransom away to, in order to draft him in that position. Mm-hmm. You have to have a head coach come in, that comes in that's, you know what? We're going to make sure this thing gets right for Bryce Young. And then everything else follows. Right, no doubt about that. Because if you're David Tepper, you may want to be Jerry Jones, the star of the organization, because you're writing your checks. That doesn't mean that you can be Jerry Jones. Check out what he had to say about not only the rep of being an impatient owner, but the rep that's out there that maybe just maybe he didn't want Bryce Young as his quarterback. My reputation away from this game is one for extreme patience. You know, there's no reason why that doesn't, you know, come here too. It does. Now, that patience comes with good performance and things that you want to see progress be made on in different aspects. Um, and as, you know, as I said, you know, I would like to have somebody here for 20, 30 years. I'd like to have somebody <laughs> that would say eulogy at my funeral in 30 years. Okay, maybe it's 40 years, I hope. But uh, that's what I'd like to have. Now, it's been reported, and we talked about it. Originally, we were going to go to the number two pick, and, and uh, we thought we'd get CJ because we thought the Texans were going to pick Bryce. And listen, we preferred Bryce. He was our number one pick. We had a lot of conviction. It's just not the way the process was done. The process was done the way the process was done. And again, even though if there was a process with five people in the room and four, and the way the votes came in, it was Frank was the first choice, I always could veto that choice. And even if it was Bryce and the votes came in unanimously in this particular case, I could have vetoed that choice. In both cases, I supported both choices. Um, whatever's good, bad, or indifferent is ultimately because the buck stops here and I take full responsibility for everything. There is not enough salad dressing for that word salad that I just heard from an owner explaining, I'm not impatient. Hey, you're fired. I'm, re- I'm really a patient guy. Get out of here. I really like Bryce Young. Boy, if I could have C.J. Stroud. That's a lot of vocabulary that he used that didn't explain anything why he wants C.J. Stroud, even though he put it out there but tried to back backtrack from it, and that he's not an impatient guy when he's shown nothing but complete impatience, not just with owning an NFL team, but an MLS team. This guy has fired four different coaches in 18 months. But I'm not an impatient guy. I'm the volume of patience when it comes to David Tepper. Sometimes the best thing you can do, Harry, or the best thing you can say is to say less and do nothing and let people who you work for 
take advantage of the fact that they know what they're doing more than you do, even though you own the team and you write the checks no matter who you are. Yeah, Freddie, for me, I, I don't feel like he had to tell the world like they were going to take C.J. Stroud at number two. Why does everyone need to know that? Amen. Everybody I doesn't agree. need to, especially your young quarterback that's struggling right now within his first season because not just him as an individual, but everything around him. So why do you feel like that's okay to say? And he's going to hear that as well. Even though you took him yeah. number one overall, you, you, there's there's nothing in my mind that, that says, you know what, David Tepper, the owner of the Carolina Panthers, should admit, hey, we, we thought the Texans were going to take Bryce Young at number one and we mm. were going to take C.J. Stroud. You don't have to tell everybody yeah, that. Why tell everybody? I'm, I'm with you. Why put that out there? And you're exactly right. Not so much for me or you or Panthers fans in the Carolinas, but the guy that you drafted number one, the guy that your organization said that this is the guy. He needs to lead us out of the abyss that has been the Carolina Panthers. And you basically told him, Bryce, you're a wonderful young man. If I could have you marry my daughter, I would. But damn it, I see what C.J. Stroud did with Houston Texans. And if I had my way, your daughter can marry you and I would have the quarterback I want with the Carolina Panthers. Why even put that message out there and have the rest of the organizations, specifically the one you need to make this go the opposite way because it's been a complete dumpster fire the past couple of years. Why would you put that out there and have that guy as mentally strong as Bryce Young is to have that in his head thinking, man, I got an owner that really does not want me to play for this franchise. And I I think moving forward right now at this point, the only thing that you should be thinking about is, okay, how can I make things better for my franchise quarterback that I took number one overall? Not what, you know, we had plans on doing in the draft. It's over with, bro. The draft <laughs> is over with. What you thought you was going to do and what other teams were going to do, that, that's, that, that doesn't matter anymore. You yeah. took Bryce Young at number one overall. So that's, that's, that's the only thing that should be on your mind and, focus, and you focusing on is how can we make things better as a team collectively and also how can I make things better around my quarterback, Bryce Young? Even David Tepper's criticism got to the ears of Aaron Rodgers, Jets quarterback. When he was on the Pat McAfee show, it went from his ears to his mouth like this. There's not a lot of opportunities for people to, uh, to learn and grow and, and go through their lumps. You know, they're already crowning Stroud and, and burying uh, Bryce Young, right? It's the first year, you know, and yeah, Stroud's been, uh, been fantastic. And, and Bryce, uh, he hasn't had the same type of numbers and obviously they've won one game but like are we really going to bury a kid you know 22 year old kid um after a season uh god i hope not and i wouldn't count against that kid i think he's a phenomenal player and rogers knows exactly what a guy like bryce young is going through because the first year he started the green bay packers he went through the exact same thing when people said man this is going to be the guy that's going to replace Brett Favre, man, this team is terrible. And I said, if you really looked at Aaron Rodgers that year, he was getting a full beating out of him. But each and every week he came back, and he did not give up on his team. He did not give up on that franchise. I don't know what the Aaron Rodgers you think about is now, but go back to that first year he started the Green Bay Packers. I played against him in uh, yeah. 2008. Hey. We went, we went mm-hmm. to Lambeau and yep. beat them at Lambeau. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you so, knew. You knew he was, a, he was exactly. coming. Yeah. Oh, yes, sir. And, 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 and it's funny because Jordan Love right now has the same numbers that Aaron, Aaron Rodgers had. had. I saw that on Thanksgiving Day when he played the Lions. I saw those so stats. That, that's the crazy thing about it. Yeah. Brett Favre didn't make the playoffs his first year when he was in Green Bay. No, he didn't. But we've seen the career he was able to have. And I agree with Aaron Rodgers, man. I think we do 
and, and it's second nature, man. Like like nowadays, because of the times we live in, man, we anoint people so quickly, so fast. Mm-hmm. But then we write others off so quickly and so fast as well. Instead of just giving these young players time to evolve and giving them time to make mistakes and be great and learn throughout the process, right throughout their careers, I think. That's something that we don't do, and, and, and we're guilty of it. I'm saying the media because we're all part of the media. Right. But, you know, I think those players nowadays, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, I know Bryce Young is is mentally tough. I interviewed mm-hmm. that young man at the, the year he won the Heisman up in New York, and I was blown away. So I know he's going to overcome this. I also know one of their coaches in Carolina, right, that, that speak very, very highly of Bryce Young, and this is someone who played the game at a high level, so I know that coach wouldn't speak highly of him if he didn't believe everything that he's seen from Bryce Young since drafting him. Meanwhile, Chicago, Justin Fields is going, you've got to be kidding me with this. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio because I'm sure Justin Fields right now is thinking, man, I would love to have people talk about me that way, the way we're talking about Bryce Young and Carolina, C.J. Stroud when it comes to Houston Texans because I don't know if last night proved anything. They were able to beat the Minnesota Vikings 12 to 10. Joshua Dobbs, he had those kind of nights. You say to yourself, man, I hope this blank never happens again by throwing four interceptions. Even Justin Fields wasn't perfect. He lost two fumbles in the fourth quarter. But then he made that throw to DJ Moore. Third down and 10, 36 yards, put the ball at the 13-yard line. They kicked the game-winning field goal. They finally won the game for the first time in 13 divisional games. That stopped a 12-game NFC North losing streak. So if you're Justin Fields, you're not about to hear it from an owner that may or may not want you. He has, outside of his locker room, maybe an entire organization that doesn't want him. But if you're the Chicago Bears, you know this guy can be. Are you willing to risk a potential unknown? It could be Caleb Williams of USC. could be Drake May of North Carolina. could be Bo Nix of Oregon. Michael Penix of Washington. If you're the Chicago Bears with two picks potentially in the top five, with Carolina being the worst team in the league, are you willing to risk an unknown and give up on a guy that may go somewhere else and make you pay for the fact that maybe you should have stuck with Justin Fields and put people around him and not start all over again with somebody who you think can be better for your organization in next year's draft. And, Freddie, I think that decision can be tricky for the Chicago Bears, too, at the same time because we got to remember they did have the number one overall pick before the, before they traded with Carolina, in which the trade worked out for them great. They got D.J. Moore. They got Donnell Wright, I believe, offensive tackle. Mm-hmm. They got Tyreek Stevenson, who's playing at a high level as a rookie corner uh, from Miami. So that trade worked out for them. Now, the thing is, is that when you look at the spot that they were in, number one overall, that could have been Bryce Young. That could have been C.J. Stroud. Could have been any one of those quarterbacks that you probably could have taken last year. Right. Are you willing to give up that number one overall pick again when you have a Caleb Williams, like you mentioned, a Drake May, a Jaden Daniels, a Michael Penix Jr., a Bo Nix? Mm-hmm. Because at the same time, if any one of those guys go to be one of the greatest to ever play this game, how could you live with that if it don't work out with Justin Fields? Well, if you're the Bears, you've gone through this already too many times because that Mitch Trubisky trade where San Francisco said, who's it going to be? Remember from the border boy? Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? And then San Francisco said, oh, yeah, that's my bear right there. And they fleeced him for a Mitchell Trubisky. And then the Chicago and the Kansas City Chiefs like, oh, good. Now we can travel and get Patrick Mahomes. It, that, it's crazy, isn't it? That, that, I guarantee you, based on that and what you just said, that is in their mind. What if we pass up on Patrick Mahomes? What if we pass up on somebody else because we're keeping Justin Fields? Again. I, again. So, and I completely understand where that logic comes from. This is just me. 
I know if I got a guy look at and say, man, we really have not done right by him as an organization. We really failed Justin Fields by not putting proper pieces around him and have not given him enough of a runway to see exactly what he is. Are you willing to toss that aside? Because you're going to have to do the same thing, Harry, with whoever you decide to draft. You move on from Justin yep. Fields. you got to put pieces around these quarterbacks. You can't expect guys to come in and all of a sudden say, yep, that's the guy. We're all set to go. When you thought you had that three years ago and you've done a poor job, in my opinion, as a Bears organization, putting the right kind of components to see if Justin Fields can be that quarterback or not be that quarterback. But see, that's why I think it's so tricky for this organization right now. And these last few games are very important for them from an evaluation standpoint Mm -hmm. because I look at all the things that they received for that number one pick. They got D.J. Moore. They got a 2023 first-round draft pick, Darnell White. I talked about the 2023 second-round pick in Tyreek Stevenson. Mm -hmm. They got the 2024 first-round draft pick, first overall right now in Mm -hmm. that position that they have, and also a 2025 second-round draft pick. So you look at all that draft compensation that you receive for moving back up out of the number one spot. If you're able to do that again, if you stick with Justin Fields, right? Right. The, all that collateral that you can get draft compensation-wise and probably another starter and a player like you got in DJ Moore to to put on your offense or your defense, whatever you're asking for, that that's a lot of compensation, in my opinion, to continue to build your team out on top of having a top five pick still in, 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 in your holster because you haven't done so well this season as a team. Yeah, you mentioned Justin Fields of Chicago. They get the win last night. He was really good. He was bad in some moments. Check out his evaluation of what he thought about his game last night. And then wait to hear the problem that Harry does have with Justin Fields after the game. First off, can't fumble. Need a better ball security on that. And it's crazy because, you know, Roshan, I think he fumbled a player or two before I fumbled on the first one. So I'm like telling him, yo, ball security is the most important thing right now. Then two plays later, I fumble. And then the second one was like a backbreaker. But, um, you know, the guys never wavered. So the guys in the locker room appreciate them for, you know, sticking beside me and, you know, believing in me. And, um, you know, defense did a great job uh, getting us the ball back for that last drive. And offense did a great job executing those plays. So it felt great. And. And really just felt good of, you know, fighting through the adversity, ups and downs of the game. Guys never got too high or too low. And, you know, we, we fought and, you know, finished at the end. So, so why did you have a problem with Justin Fields, what he said after the game? This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Well, it, it was brought to my attention that he apologized mm-hmm. to his teammates. Yes, he did. And, and, and for me, the first thing came to my mind, well, what are you apologizing for? Right? Like, it's football. Like, you, you're not out there trying to fumble purposely. 
we, everyone on your team knows that you're going out there giving your all to try to win them a football game on top of making the necessary plays on that last drive to put your team in field goal range to win the game. So what are you apologizing for? There's no reason for you to apologize. I hear you. Here's why I'll push back on you a little bit, why he felt the need to apologize. He does not want anybody in that locker room to have the same kind of feeling towards him that he knows people outside of that locker room have for Justin Fields. I'm not talking about the fan base. I'm not talking about the media in Chicago. I'm talking about people like Ryan Poles, the general manager, and other people above the title grade, whether you're a coach or a player. He's like, look, I've gone through enough. <laughs> I've gone through enough. Yeah. They've been to hell and back trying to get this going. Whatever he felt he needed to do, and his teammates responded by saying, hey, we appreciate you, and they started clapping. That was the way of saying, dude, we got you. We understand it. So I hear where you're coming from from that standpoint. I, I believe the reason that he felt the need to do that, even after winning a game, because he knows what kind of noise is outside that locker room regarding the future, if he has one still, after the season with the Chicago Bears. But it, it comes a time you got to realize, man, you can only control, can control what you can control. The way people think, you can't control the way people think. I hear you. Like, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I, I'm a fan of, hey, you know what? This man delivered a, a strike to DJ Moore uh, to get us down there, and, and the field goal kicker was able to make a, uh, make a field goal. Listen, as a teammate, hey, I appreciate you for that. Hey, you got us a victory. You got us a win. We're feeling good after this game mm-hmm. on Monday Night Football. We didn't get embarrassed on national TV. So uh, I'm going to appreciate my teammate for that through hell and high waters regardless. So I just didn't feel like he needed to apologize. They won the game, man. I hear you. Every time I see Justin Fields plays a little piece as a Jets fan inside of me, just dies. Because he should be in my football team. <laughs> they should have taken that dude with number two. Not saying that they would not have gone after Aaron Rodgers, but in my opinion, they'd be a lot further along as an organization, as an offense, had they not decided. We were wowed by that throw of pro day instead of a guy that was wowing everybody at Ohio State and college football playoff situations. But they decided he wasn't the one. And Chicago will see if they feel the same about Justin Fields once this season is over. Well, his skill set, man, he, he uh, I just love where he is as a player, and I think he's going to be better if he's in Chicago or if he's not in Chicago. Sometimes, you know, people need a, new ch- a change of scenery, and let's, let's see what happens at the end of the year. But these last few games for Chicago are very, very important for the front office and also for Justin Fields moving forward. No doubt about that. Harry Douglas hit him on Twitter at HDouglas83. I'm Freddie Coleman. Hit me on Twitter at Coleman ESPN, part of Freddie and Harry. And an FOS friend of the show will join us in this Giving Tuesday to speak on if the college football playoff peoples could give us the right four teams if chaos happens this weekend. I want winners. We all do. We'll see what we, get what we want next on the ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. About seven years ago, an FOS friend of the show was diagnosed with multi-myeloma, which is a blood cancer. That same person, six years later, received the V Foundation's John Saunders Courage Award. Nobody can typify that better. Like we mentioned, he's an FOS friend of the show. He is Rod Gilmore, ESPN College Football. And also a treat to have him join us here to talk a little Giving Tuesday and college football. The rankings coming out tonight. Hit him on Twitter at Rod Gilmore. Rod, I'm going to start right there because I've had a couple of family members that have dealt with what you've had to deal with. How you doing, my brother? Freddie? Yeah, go ahead, Are you guys there? Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, how you how you feeling, Rod? That's what I want to know more than anything else. Oh, <laughs> Uh, I'm feeling fine, man. You know, I'm, uh, I really took to heart, uh, Stuart Scott's uh, message, you know, after I was diagnosed, which is, you know, cancer is, is, uh, really determined by how, how you live, you know, and not feeling, oh, woe is me and the like every day, but how you live your life. So I took that to heart and, you know, here seven years later, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good, you know, fighting the good fight. But um, I'm doing things as I normally would do by and large. That's fantastic. What did it mean to you? Because you and I, we still miss John Saunders to this day. What did it mean to you to get an award named after him for what you've been able to do, not in terms of what you're dealing with, but also spearheading research to make sure other people have a chance, have a fighting chance? Yeah, it was amazing and humbling. You know, uh, John was a friend. Uh, I considered him a mentor and a pioneer. Uh, in the profession, and to have the V Foundation present me with an award in his name was, um, you know, amazing, surreal, uh, and, you know, quite quite emotional, you know, accepting the award, to be honest with you. So, um, I mean, you know what John was like to mm-hmm. everybody, so yeah. I, I don't have to explain it to, to you. But, but yeah, it was, it was unbelievable. Wow. By the way, go to V.org slash donate now and help support the critical work of the V Foundation for Cancer Research. Always a treat that Rod Gilmore, ESPN Council Analyst, joining us here on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. We move on to the rankings tonight. Now, a lot of people are wondering, Rod. Hey, Freddie, Freddie, before we jump into the rankings, can, can I just mention one other thing about, about the Jimmy V Foundation? Go ahead, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that I, I don't think people get um, that it's making a huge, huge difference in, in cancer research. Um, I mean, I really believe we sort of have cancer on the run and the money donated to the V foundation goes directly to that kind of research. You know, in my Mm -hmm. seven years of treatment, uh, I've seen, uh, my treatment options grow dramatically, uh, not just with chemo based treatments, but non chemo treatments where, you know, for example, they can take, you know, stem cells and weaponize them and put them back in your, a body to fight cancer, uh, things that weren't being done, you know, six years ago, seven years ago. So I, I just think that's a message that people should hear, and and maybe they haven't. We're we're not fighting cancer like you know this is going to be a hundred year war. Uh, there have been huge strides made in the last few years, and and that's because of, you know people, you know, donating their their hard earned money to uh, the foundation and the like. That's yeah, it's great stuff by yeah, Rod uh, Gilmore, ESPN college football analyst. Every dollar counts. It doesn't matter uh, what the amount is. If you're able to donate, make sure you do that. Now, I want to ask you about the rankings because that those actually do come out tonight. Uh, when mm-hmm. you look at all of these football teams, who do you have as your top four? 
Man, I'm in I'm in left field with with where I'm coming from. Pe- okay. People hear my position and they go, "Is he nuts or what?" You know? Okay. Because uh, I have, um, I have Georgia in. Okay. Regardless of what happens on Saturday, All right. and and I've got Michigan in. Regardless of what happens with Iowa, I think those have been the two best teams. Um, pretty much all season long uh, via the eye test, and they've increased their top 20 uh, wins the last few weeks. Um, and I just find it hard to believe that, you know, unless it's a blowout, an upset win over Georgia or an upset win over Michigan, I, I don't know that that pushes them out or should push them out of the playoff. And I, I just don't know that we're ever going to have a playoff that, doesn't have an SEC team in it, you know? <laughs> and uh, I, I just don't see how if if Georgia isn't the team that gets in, I don't see how Alabama gets in. Texas is blocking them, assuming Texas wins. Um, so those are my my top two. It's it's Georgia, um, it's uh, Michigan. Uh, I would not keep out an undefeated Florida State. I, I don't know how you can. Okay, um, you know. Um, considering where they've been ranked in most of the season. And it's a pretty strong argument that we've done everything the committee really values. Uh, You can say the eye test says we don't measure up to Michigan or Georgia, but, you know, we're pretty freaking good. We we got other players. Um, And then last but not least, I've got the Pac-12 champ as the fourth team, whether that's Washington or Oregon. Um, No one's playing better than Oregon right now. Uh, So I would assume Oregon's likely to win that game. So those would be my four. Rod Gilmore. Me, I'm crazy, right? No, no, you're not crazy, number one. Here's why you're not. Rod Gilmore, ESPN Coswell analyst here on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Here's why you're not crazy. Because you and Harry aren't moving the goalposts and determine who the four best teams are. Not the four right. most deserving. Not the four we like a lot. Not the four we want to see right. on TV more. You and Harry don't move the goalposts. Because you told me exactly what your criteria is. Why does it seem that the criteria changes week after week when it comes to the rankings every Tuesday, yeah. right, when it comes to committee part of college ball playoff? Yeah, we can't be a prisoner of the moment. And, I don't, Harry, you're probably with me on this. How, how could you have Georgia number one in the polls most of the season, all season really, mm-hmm. and then the rankings have had them number one, you know, the last couple of weeks or so. How could they fall from number one to out of the playoff just because of a loss in the SEC championship game. It's not like we haven't put teams in before who haven't won a conference title. All right, I would say this too. I also look at a Georgia team that was without one of the best players, not in the SEC, but the country, and was down one of their wide receivers who had instant production when he came back in Lab McConkey. Mm -hmm. And Carson Beck showed us that he can carry the load. Milton at the running back position and Dejan Edwards showed that they can carry the load. So I agree with you. I don't know how you keep a Georgia football team out, even if they do lose in the SEC championship game. That is a quality. Quality loss, in my opinion. Yep. Now, if exactly. it's a blowout, yep. it'll give people more more leeway to to try to make that decision. But if this is a close Agreed. ball game, I don't see that happening at all. I agree completely. You know, I feel the same way about Michigan, but not to the same extent as Georgia. Mm-hmm. I do think that Michigan has been the second best team, you know, all season long. Uh, if they lose the game, I think they win a tiebreaker over. Uh, Ohio State. I don't think the committee in any way, shape, or form would put um, 
uh, Iowa in there. And it opens the door a little bit more, (laughs) you know, to see what happens, you know, with with other teams. Uh, I think that would be a lot for Florida State. I think it would be a lot for the winner of the Pac-12. It becomes what do you do with Texas and Alabama compared Mm -hmm. to Michigan? And me, I, I still would put Michigan in. They wouldn't be a conference conference champ. That's a little bit of, you know, the weakness of my argument. But uh, a Texas champ, an Alabama champ, that that would be the issue. But I don't see two SEC teams getting in this year. That conference has been a little bit down. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, no doubt about that. Rod Gilmore, ESPN, Coswell analyst on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Speaking of conferences not down, how weird is it? The final year of the Pac-12, your conference. Stanford grad that you are about to become whatever the two are going to be left remaining because everybody's defecting that league. What does it say about the Pac-12? They finally had this kind of season, and it's the last year for the Pac-12 as we know it. Can can I just once again uh, stand on my platform and toss out my rant about those in charge of the Pac-12 and how they ruined this with greed and stupidity? This did not have to happen. Um, this is going to be one of those business school, business school case studies mm-hmm. about how to ruin a business. You know, they, they took the golden goose and they slayed it. Um, it's just unfathomable. And we lose um, great rivalries. We lose, I think, a strong portion of the West Coast and its interest in uh, college sports because, you know, the move to the Big Ten and the ACC is a really different thing. And like I said, those West Coast rivalries – are gone, um, including what we had up and down the coast between Cal, Stanford, the Washington schools, you know, and the Southern Cal schools. It, it's a big, big hole. And I, I think it's not going to be great uh, for college football in the West. So um, that's that's how I feel. You know, the, 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 the notion of we're losing the history of some of the greatest players in the history of college football, mm-hmm. you know, it was, a, it was the conference of quarterbacks whether you want to talk about the great ones that come out of, came out of USC and other places, me at Stanford and Jim Plunkett, you know, and John Elway, my old teammate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Luck, who's a good friend and, you know, just got elected to the College Football Hall of Fame. All these guys that had great, great careers and history and made the conference, you know, that, that that's going to be a footnote in college football history. There will be little to nothing about the Pac-12 going forward. Wow. Yeah, Rod, you spoke that. Yeah, it's completely sad, and it's completely the gospel truth. We're always blessed by our friendship with you, my friend. Keep on keeping on. Keep doing great work with college football and everything else. Thanks a lot, Rod. We'll talk to you soon. Freddie, Harry, good to catch up with you guys. Be safe, be well, and thanks again for all the work you're doing for the V Foundation. Sounds good. Great stuff by Rod Gilmore, ESPN College Football Analyst. You can hit him on Twitter anytime you want, at Rod Gilmore. And I love what he said about the Pac-12. And he said, look, you guys really screwed this up. And now all that history – is going to be completely gone. They become this generation's Harry's version of the Southwest Conference, where all yep. that history went aside and had all these things going to the Big 12 and everywhere else. And it's a shame what happened. As Bill Wallace said, the Conference of Champions, the Pac-12, is no longer going to be that case involving that league. No, I, I agree with you. And we just got to see what this thing is going to take everyone moving forward. Yeah, no doubt about that. <laughs> moving forward, meaning money. And a lot of that money, they're going to go follow that when it comes to what it used to be, the Pac-12. Our next guest is going to join us. I can't wait to hear what he thought about when he did this. Boyle back to throw, looking four-man rush. They're chasing him down, gets it off toward the end zone, and it is picked off. Oh, this is going to get interesting oh, here. 
and it's Holland at the 20. He might 25, run this back. He's cutting back inside. 40 of, my, of New York. The 25 20 oh, to the right. Tail five. Touchdown. He takes it all the way back. What a play. What a play. And when did he start laughing when he realized he was about to do that? That's next on Freddie and Harry. My sadness continues to Jets fan on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, Sirius X and Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. We're going to move our guests in terms of the fail Mary that happened against the New York Jets, courtesy what the Miami Dolphins did on that Black Friday. We're going to move that to 30 minutes away. I want to continue our conference football conversation that we had with Rod Gilmore, ESPN college football analyst, and you could just hear it in his voice when he joined us, how sickened that he is a guy that graduated from Stanford, and the Pac-12 was going to be no more. Everybody else is going elsewhere. There's a Pac-2 now between Oregon State and Washington State. But it is going to be very interesting when he said, if Georgia loses Alabama, is the Coswell Playoff Committee really going to take out a team that was among the top two teams in the country, but they lose in the championship game and not have them in the playoff? Harry, as far as I'm concerned, nothing is off the table when it comes to the Coswell Playoff Committee, not just for Tuesday, but on Sunday, once championship weekend is said and done. And I also believe it's how Georgia loses if they lose in this championship game. If we have a game like we've seen in the Iron Bowl where it's a last-second play and, you know, Alabama's able to win that football game mm-hmm. or they Georgia just loses by seven points and it's right. a thriller for, you know, three-and-a-half quarters – I just don't see how you leave Georgia, Georgia out of the college football playoffs as well. We're talking about a team that has been consistent. Every team, in my opinion, has had those games where, you know what, mm-hmm. hey, we got to get right. Georgia had those a little earlier, had it with Auburn. But mm-hmm. think about this. Auburn should have beaten Georgia and Alabama this season. Had the chances lead to the second yes. half at home. Yep. But I just think when I look at Carson Beck and what he's been able to do as a quarterback, taking over for a back-to-back uh, national championship team – 
Uh, his leadership really, really, really rose this season at the quarterback position. And when you had to, when he had to go through that stretch without Brock Bowers, right. it told me everything I needed to know about him. Now, Georgia, the last five games also, Kendall Milton at the running back position mm-hmm. has been a dog. I mean, a doggy dog, Freddie. I think, I think they're <laughs> averaging over 200 rush yards per game. Uh, within the last five games that they've played. So that offensive line, they got, you know, some uh, player back from injury yeah. that really anchors that offensive line, and they're able to just, you know, impose their will over their opponents. The last thing the Coswell Playoff Committee wants is Alabama beating Georgia on Saturday. And let's say maybe Texas loses in the Big 12 Championship game that happens at noon Eastern time on ABC against Oklahoma State. But Paul Feinbaum, I get up this morning from the Paul Feinbaum show, when somebody put it out there, hey, Paul, this could be the year that not one team from the SEC gets in the college football playoff. Paul was apoplectic. Over my dead body. Uh, that's not happening. I am not going to allow it, Dan. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll stand outside that door in Grapevine, Texas, and demand it. I mean, you, and I'm not saying that because I, I live and work in, in the SEC. But what I do know is that the SEC is the best conference. I mean, in the, in the AP poll yesterday, I think five of the top 11 teams are from the SEC. And you're going to tell me that Florida State, without its best player, uh, which struggled against a seven-loss Florida team Saturday, deserves to be in, uh, should be in over Alabama or Georgia. I mean, that that is preposterous. And I don't want to say they need to blow up the playoff because they already did, and we're having 12 next year. But it would be, it would be patently absurd. Yeah, well, the, the SEC not getting the team. I, I don't see that happening either. I, I just don't. I think when you look at Alabama and how they've been able to surge since losing to Texas, and what it looks like with my eyes, they look mm-hmm. like one of the best teams in the in, uh, excuse me in the in college football right now. I'm up here thinking about Georgia, right? Mm-hmm. Georgia went through a stretch where they beat Tennessee, they beat Missouri, who is ranked ninth right now Ten and in two the country. Team, by the way, ten win team. Yeah. And Missouri is playing some hell of a football mm-hmm. at the moment. Uh, for, for, uh, across the board, and I, I just think you're, you're, the SEC is going to get a team in the college football playoffs. They should get a co- team in the college football playoff, but I will say this here on Freddie and Harry, Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman, and ESPN Radio, the college football playoff committee has not done themselves any favors. You dropped Ohio State. After they told us when the rankings came out that Ohio State is one of the two best teams in the country, Ohio State lost a six-point game on the road to Michigan, and they dropped them out of the top four. That's why nothing is off the table. Let's well, we, well, we don't, we don't, well, yeah, we don't know yet because the rankings uh-huh. come out tonight. But we, we, we're seeing all the other polls, right? And I, most likely they're yeah. going to be out. I got a pretty good idea. Yeah, they, they're going. Most likely they're going to be out. Yeah, yeah, I got a pretty good idea that Ohio <laughs> State, who was number two last week, ain't going to be in the top four this week. But they are, whether we like it or not, they are one of the four or five best teams in the country. But it shows how razor thin that margin is. That if you're Georgia, you do not put your fate in the hands of strangers. Don't lose Alabama to put that kind of thought process potentially out there. Let me ask you this. Would you be surprised if Ohio State is still in the top four tonight? Yeah, I would be. It should it should be the right thing because they lost by six points on the road to Michigan. I know Michigan didn't have Jim Harbaugh, but it wasn't the first time this year they had to win a football game without him. I would That would surprise me. If they put them above a Florida State, above a one-loss Oregon, above an undefeated Washington, that would surprise me if the, because if the see, committee did that. Their, their loss is a more impressive loss than the Oregon loss because 
the team they lost to, Michigan, is higher ranked. That's fair. And nothing's off the table with that committee who is omnipotent when it comes to stuff like that. Which NFL team do Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman trust right now? We'll get to that next. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.